Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona, right here on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to Question Reality. My name is Priscilla Leona. I just took some water. And I, I think I'm choking right now, but I'm going to just wing it, wing it, let's wing it. Uh, I am your host, Priscilla Leona, and we are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. And if this is your first time tuning in, our show is going to help you to question your career reality. Now, this show is for you if you are considering a career in the entertainment industry. And our guests will provide you with advice on how and what what it takes to successfully pursue a career in the entertainment industry. And our guests include Emmy, Grammy, Tony winners, reality stars, producers, directors, actors, singers, casting directors, talent managers, screenwriters, novelists, comedians, and the list goes on and on and on. If they are working professionally in show business, we are going to have them on this show to give you great career entertainment advice. And we make sure that our guests work at various stages of their careers, from professional to beginner. So that means that we will definitely have someone on the show who will be able to help you with your show business career questions. Now, you can listen to any of our past shows by going directly to our archive page of the LA Talk Radio website. That's latalkradio.com. And you just go to the channel one link and there's a drop down drop down box and you just click question reality and that takes you directly to our archive page. And our shows are also available for download on iTunes under the podcast section and also on stitcher.com. Just go to those websites and type in question reality radio in the search box and there we are sitting there waiting for your ass. So get on over there now. Download our shows. Now, if you want to find out about our future guests, as you know, our show is so popular, thank goodness gracious, and we are booked six months to a year in advance, so we want you to be on the show, and we're currently booking now for January, February, and March, so go to the official website, which is questionrealityradioshow.com, questionrealityradioshow.com, and you can submit to be on the show if you're working professionally. And again, we take beginners once in a while. So, you know, you can come on here. Don't feel bad. We want you on, honey. You could be a future star and hook me up with Zach Efron one day. So come on now. All right. Now, I encourage you to also download our free app. We just did a total revamp of our website and it is hot, hot, hot. And our new app for the Android and iPhone is on there. And you have to have it because we got all kinds kinds of shows on LA Talk Radio. If you are flaccid, limp, can't get it up, there is a show on there to help you out. Do you need some lubricant? There's a, some boy butter on this show. Let me tell you, they got everything going on at LA Talk Radio. If you got some bipolar issues, you're manic depressant, woo, there is a psychologist on here. I'm not going to say her name because she didn't give me permission, but she is good. And you got to go and check out the shows. Again, download the app and you can hear them all latalkradio.com and now before we introduce you to one of the hottest comedians in 
the world, in my opinion. I can say that because it's my opinion. It is the opinion of me. Uh, her name is Alicia Cooper. She is a comedian, and you saw her recently. If you're hip happening, you're watching uh, Last Comic Standing on NBC. She was on NBC, and she was the scene. She was the shit, the shizzle, and the fizzle, wizzle, wizzle. Now, you know I'm white, so I can't get it right, but I'm trying my best, <laughs> right? So we're going to talk to her. She is the guest today, and we're going to talk to her in a couple minutes. Um, and we want to first have you go to her website. It is aliciacooper.com, A-L-Y-C-I-A-C-O-O-P-E-R. She's also on Twitter at, at Alicia Cooper, on Instagram at Comedian Alicia, and Facebook, Alicia Cooper too. So go there and check her out while I give you some ads. You know, I got to do my bread and butter. I got to get some chocolate up in here. So I got to do some advertisements right now. But you're going to listen to them because they're going to benefit your life. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the music company. Now, since 1983, this company called The Music Company, they have been considered one of the very best Christmas caroling groups in Southern California. And their singers, really, honestly, they are marvelous. I'm not just saying that. I know it's an ad, but I'm doing it for them because I really love this group. I personally hire them for all of my birthday parties. Do I or do I not, Albert? Where's your microphone? Can you get your microphone? Because I'm going to be asking you for some interjections here and there. Yeah, yes. it's and, true. Yeah, and they're marvelous, right? I mean, seriously. Lovely, yeah, lovely love group of people, right? Pat Loeb, yeah. who is the owner of the group, she does my birthday parties every year. Because even though my birthday is in November, I am obsessed with Christmas, Alicia. I start listening to Christmas music October the 1st. <laughs> and the Christmas tree is already up. Is it or is it not, Albert? It is true and verified. That's right, because he drug it out and put the shit up, so he knows. But this is a fantastic uh, Christmas caroling group. If you need somebody to come and do your events, uh, your corporate events, your personal events, birthday parties, if it happens to be November, December, actually, they probably carol all year. What the hell? What's wrong with coming in Christmas carol in July? There's Christmas in July, right, Alicia? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So their singers, I'm telling you, marvelous. Their costumes are very vintage they're just so much fun and they're festive and their repertoire is incredibly large and varied they sing all of the oldies they sing the new songs of today and they have selections for christmas hanukkah and any and they sing in uh several languages too so um spanish i don't even know there's like a whole bunch i think it's like five languages and they truly love what they do and they make you feel like they're performing just for you they're really fantastic and they take great delight in seeing when when you have the sparkle in your eye, because as soon as I hear Christmas music, I get the sparkle. The little Christmas bulb lights up in my head, uh, and you can see it in my eyes because I love it. And their goal is to make your event special, special and memorable, and they really do a fantastic job. Again, I've been personally hiring them. They're very reasonably priced. Trust me. I know. I've hired many, many, many Christmas caroler groups, and they can be quite exorbitant, but this group, is they cater to your needs. There is no budget, I'm telling you, no budget that they will not adjust their price for. So, you know, check them out. Uh, it is the music company. 
dotwebs.com. I don't know why they have that webs in there, but it's the music company dotwebs.com. Please, they, they're really incredible. They greet the guests, they stroll around, they create the atmosphere, they take requests, they do many shows, they even will bring Christmas presents to you or to your guests like you can give them Christmas presents if you're having a corporate event and they will pass them out to the individuals uh, that work there your co-workers fantastic lovely so again check them out the music company and it's spelled oh let me point that out because it's not the normal company it's the music c-o-m-p-a-n-i-e just like alicia a-l-y-c-i-a oh dear uh the music company.webs.com so there you go now as you know last week i told you about this fantastic for all my theater lovers there is a great new play that i heard about and we are going to go see it it's called timeshare and is written and directed by steve b green and it's starring tony paletto sarah klein jc o'connell marby marby Oh, that's an interesting name. Marbury Stewart and John Mullich. And now this story, as I told you, I've never heard of it before. That's why my ears just perked up. It's a dark comedy and it's an insider's view of timeshare sales. And it's this particular timeshare salesman that thinks he's having the worst day ever. Horrible boss, threatening co-workers, sexual harassment. And then this disgruntled customer comes in. He takes the showroom over hostage and he tells that salesman he must close the deal or die so that sounds good i mean who the hell writes plays about timeshares i've never heard one it sounds interesting i will be going to see this um it opened on friday november 6th it runs through december the 13th fridays and saturdays at 8 p.m and Sunday matinees at 2 p.m. And it's at the Eclectic Company Theater, 5312 Laurel Canyon Boulevard in Valley Village. The tickets are only $18. But if you go to goldstar.com, uh, they have serious discounts. I bought all my tickets through Gold Star. And you can go to the website, Eclectic eclecticcompanytheater.org. But you got to go and see this play. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to give my review on the day after I go see it, which is last week in November. So there you go. Now we're back. We're back to Alicia. Alicia Woo. Cooper. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Where's my applause? Alicia gets the applause meter. What? What? You were late on that button. I'm docking your pay. Now, whenever Alicia Cooper appears on the scene, audiences just clamor. They're like, who is that lady? Well, I'll tell you who she is. Alicia is an actress and a stand-up comedian and a writer, and she's been acting since the age of five, and Essence Magazine showcased her as the one to watch. And as an actress, she's appeared in many films, including 12 Angry Men and Women. That's funny. 12 Angry Men and Women. And Knocked Down. And she's booked several television shows, including the pilot episode of Raising Hope, one of my favorite, favorite sitcoms. And she's been featured on the Parkers and Grounded for Life. And she's open for some of the biggest names in show business and performs on a regular basis at the world famous Comedy Store. And recently, that's where we all know her, she was the semi-finalist on NBC's Last Comic Standing. Applause! That's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! 
And last year, Alicia won the prestigious comedy contest called the Ladies of Laughter, a.k.a. Oh, and this is br- the Ladies of Laughter, a.k.a. LOL, right? LOL, laugh out loud, in uh, New York City. And she beat out hundreds of contestants and is now performing to sell out crowds on this LOL tour. And what I found interesting is that Alicia says that the benefit to her as an entertainer is being able to perform overseas for our men and women in uniform. And she has performed in Japan, Korea, Guam, Oman, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Lord help me, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I think it's Djibouti, Africa. <laughs> Did I do that right? That was close. That was All close. right. All right. What'd you give us that name? Djibouti? <laughs> yeah, Djibouti. Djibouti. Yeah, where's yeah, Djibouti? Djibouti, Djibouti up Djibouti. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome Alicia Cooper Thank you for having me This is yeah. so exciting Yeah Woo! We, I have never had such a prestigious comedian on my show before No offense to everybody but no. oh, I had, a, I had a, a, almost a year long wait So I know you have I, I got two gray hairs on my vagina <laughs> ready to get on this show <laughs> Woo! Oh Lord, and she's there's no script in front of her. That just came right out of her head, people. <laughs> right More out, to right come. Out. My God. Well, thank you for being on the show. Uh you are you got so many exciting things to talk about, but I wanted to go back to the beginning. Um and ask you some questions because I had I have so many people that want to know how to become a stand-up comedian. I think everybody secretly would love to do stand-up comedy. But it's a sits up scary ass shit, scary mm-hmm, ass shit. Mm-hmm. So, as an audience member, uh, we obviously love to see a funny comedian. But what is it like for the stand up comic? I mean, what compels them to perform? And you know, is 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 there a general reason for, or is it personal for each comic? What I goes think it's on? different for each comic, but um, you know, the 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 central theme is just the ability to make people laugh once you get that first laugh you're hooked you know a lot of comics say um, I don't do drugs because stand up is my drug Mm -hmm. you know we're addicted to the laugh so you know once you start getting those it's, it's, it's it's like the train has left the station and that's what happens for a lot of people so the the laughs are like a drug yeah really so you so so um what happens when you're not on your drug because I hear, I'm going to just tell you, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard a lot of people who are married to comedians, they say that they're not the same off stage that they are on, that they're usually very dark. Is that true? Um, well, I, w- I don't necessarily know about the, I'm sure some are very yeah. dark, but I think comics are very introspective. That's why a lot of their personality comes out on the stage. It's hard to give a show like that and still be on stage when you get home. You're, yeah. You would just deplete all your energy. Right. That's why like a lot of us, when we're done with the show, we can't go home and go straight to bed because we're still wired. Oh. So imagine keeping that going all day long. You'd be exhausted when you got to the stage <laughs> so it's like you, we try to preserve our energy for the stage especially if you're doing 45 minutes to an hour a night wow and so it is it's like a completely different person that yeah it will be a different person than you see on stage but that difference doesn't have to be a negative difference mm-hmm. but um, I think a lot of comics are more serious than people think they are in their personal lives right and if you what do you feel because it's 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 almost like an obsession. I mean, uh, art 
the artists, creators, entertainers, they're all obsessed with their craft. Uh, I think anybody is who really loves what they're doing. But what would it feel like if someone said, Alicia, you are being put in time out and you will not be able to perform at all for one year? What would you do? How would you be? Would that literally drive you insane? What I think it would. I think a real comic who really does this for a living and, and, and enjoys it and writes their own stuff and just goes through the whole process, it really would be hard because it's really our creative outlet. It's our, yeah, A lot of times it's our therapy. It's, it fills so many things for us as, as artists. So to, to tell somebody they can't do something for you, that's like telling a singer you can't sing yeah. for a year. Yeah, so if you you're know, dating or, a comic, yeah. don't try to change them. <laughs> You'll drive them crazy. And then it might kill your ass in their sleep and do a Lorena Bobbitt on you if you're a guy. And now, then write some material about And then write material. They'll be performing inside the jail. Yeah. That's it. Uh, now, when did you know that you wanted to be a performer? Uh, 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 what type of performer? Because you are, you're a, you're a, actress and you're a comedian you're a writer what did you know you wanted to be first and yeah, as a kid i always wanted to be an actor you know i was growing up in that area with what's happening so you saw d our friend and, ernest uh, thomas yeah ernest thomas and every little black girl in the 70s wanted to be d yes or was called d <laughs> you know so um and then you would see uh you know that we all fell in love with tootie on facts of life oh, i love her then different strokes and you know she's so, on uh desperate housewives of atlanta now i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm a wait and see. Real housewife, not idea. desperate. Yeah. Ah, I always get those confused. Yeah, she's a new cast member because my girl is gone. What was her name? Uh, uh, Nini. Nini's gone. Yeah. What happened? But you know, I don't even miss Nini not being really? there because there was so many times last season that she wasn't there. Okay. So we started, you know, realizing you can do it without her. Okay. But um, yeah, Kim. I just hope that this doesn't bring down Kim's cachet because we have her at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And um, but I don't think she'll get in the mud with a lot of these other people. She doesn't have to. She has the finances. And uh, she doesn't have to do it, but and some of those other girls. Well, Candy doesn't have to do it, but she doesn't do it as much as the others because she doesn't have to do okay. it. So I think it's the ones like the Kenyas who really need this that yeah. are willing to do anything. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, you grew up in a time when you know those were the best sitcoms. I mean that. The Jeffersons, come on. Oh, my God. I wanted to be Flo. Now, you wanted to be <laughs> Kevin. I wanted to be Flo. I, I love it. was a Florence. Was it Florence? Florence yeah. yeah. I call her Flo. Those were so well written. Yes. That time period. I mean, just the best shows came out of that time period. Yes. And and I can see where, uh, you know, I wanted to as a child, too. The, I bet you you don't remember this show. I bet you you don't. But I wanted to be Christy Love. Remember that Get show? Christy, Christy Love. Love. Yeah. 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 I I vaguely remember. I definitely she was remember a, the title. What, the like a first, police woman or first something. First African-American police woman. Yeah. yeah she yeah, was so good. Yeah. Beautiful. I yeah. wanted to be Lola Falana. Because <laughs> all the white women bored my ass. You I'm like Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. No, she was too sophisticated now again. I just couldn't elevate my mind mentally to do that. So you want to be Pam Greer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get Foxy Brown. Yeah. But that was where the comedy, I mean, yeah. not the 70s. Oh, such great shows. I have a friend, Maddie Carruthers, who used to work for Norman Lear on Mm -hmm. uh, The Jeffersons and All in the Family. And she got to work on all the great sitcoms. And uh, she said that, you know, comedy is just... I don't know. It's a matter of perspective, but I can see yeah. where that would have motivated you. So you wanted to be yeah, I wanted an actress, to be an actress as a kid. Yes, yeah, so I took children's theater, and th- I just knew I was going to be an actress. 
But the thing was, I grew up in Maryland. <gasps> I went to been. school Towson State. Oh wow! Yeah. You, Maryland well, I College Park. In Maryland. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's where I'm from. It's totally different now than it was. Really? Not as fun as back in the day, wow. 80s and 90s. We had a lot of fun. And see, had I been a child growing up in L.A., I think I would have had better opportunities. I would have been yeah. around for auditions. Right. There weren't really auditions happening I came in Maryland, out too late. Yeah. Because yeah. I graduated yeah. college. I came out here. There was no internet. Yeah. You had to get that damn white ass, white pages, yellow yeah, pages. Yeah. And remember, we oh. first came out here, everybody had a Thomas Guide. Yeah, and the Thomas Guide. Little, you nearly killed yourself. Their phone and they're <laughs> mapping their hand now. <laughs> Trying to go on auditions. Thomas yeah, Guide flying out the damn window. <laughs> You got your cigarette. I, I used to be a smoker. I got my cigarette going. I got my cocktail. I'm like, where in the hell is the damage? Nigga, Thomas God is on fire. Yes. <laughs> you, you, we had to, people don't know how easy they have it these days, how it is just a cinch to, to actually get into show business. I mean, they got all the tools right there. They when do. you had to do it old they school, do. that was another thing. But see, that's the thing, though. It's, it's a lot of pros to now, but there's some cons because it's so hard to become a celebrity nowadays because there's 500 networks, 29,000 internet channels, 50,000 Netflixes, 40,000 Hulus, mm-hmm. 90,000 wow. Red Boxes. You know, it's so much stuff competing with your time. We only had three networks. Everybody's yeah. watching the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just everybody had on whatever it and was. And then you were we're lucky if you, yeah. if you got the three channels without your damn aluminum <laughs> foil and your rabbit ears. You're like, come on! I gotta see this show! Dottie and Marie! Dottie Osmond's coming on! <laughs> or, or Three's Company. Or Three's Company. Oh, yes! John Ritter with his oh, physical comedy. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't even know. I was gonna wear a shirt today. Suze Ann Summers has these shirts. They're called the Three three ponchos it's a shirt you can put it over your head as a hoodie it comes <laughs> off of the shoulder she's really i think out of all of them you know god rest john ritter but i think out of all of them she's she's really rocking it in the business world she had the thigh master she was pumping out well the i'm thigh. a tweet suzanne summer she's trying to get black folks killed with them hoodies yeah she's got the hoodies going <laughs> on like, now nah, you ain't setting me up suzanne yeah. but she get a thigh master she did she she, she made she it she made and it further than Nobody everybody would else. have thought it was her. They thought she was, you know, she's blonde. She's an airhead. She was the yeah. smartest one out of all. Of she wasn't. I mean, the reason she got fired was so unfair. Okay, she was a teenage mom. Yeah. She got this break, and then she was the biggest star on the show. Right. And then it was time for her contract to come up for renewal. Alan Alda had just gotten this massive amount of money on an ensemble, mm-hmm. but he was the star. And she felt like she was the Alan Alda of her show. That's right. She asked for some comparable pay, and they were like, "We got to use. Yeah. We got to uh, use her as an example." Yeah, we got to make an example out of you. Because they really didn't want women asking for nothing. That's right. You know, still to this day, they don't want women asking That's for right. nothing. And that was 30-some years ago. Yeah, and it hasn't so. changed. The glass ceiling is still there, uh-uh. honey. Uh-uh. Hillary Clinton trying. She's trying. <laughs> but they're trying to do everything they can to that woman. <laughs> they're trying to keep the, Yesterday, down. Donald Trump going to say, was that a wig she was wearing at the debate? I know you ain't talking about wigs. <laughs> When you sitting there with that crazy <laughs> orange colored rug, whatever the hell is on your head. <laughs> and, 
it looks like a flap, you know, it just flops up and down. Like a copper flat, a sieve. He said that she wearing a wig. I said, poor Hillary. No. I don't even know why she wants this job. Her and Bill Clinton have so much money. They They collected millions on the Katrina fund. Katrina looked just like it did the day the damn hurricane hit. (laughs) So I want to know what the Clintons did with the damn money. Y'all can go sit down and vacation. Oh, well, I know Hillary's hitting the cocktails. I know she's using a portion of it for some damn martinis or whatever she's drinking. So go, girl. I say cocktail it up while you can. Now, uh, what did, now, what steps? Now, when you knew you wanted to be an actress, uh, what steps did you take to make that happen? Well, I started out in children's theater, and then I just kept going. And then at some point, I let let it go. You know, I was doing other things and, you know, just doing what everybody else is doing, going through school. And then when I got to college, I ended up in a play called the, well, everybody knows The Wiz. We mm-hmm. did our version of The Wiz at the University of Maryland College Park, and I played Eveline. Ah. So that got my love of musical theater back. And then, um, so I did that in college, had a great time. But Maryland College Park didn't have a whole whole lot of theater for African-Americans. So, you know, they actually had to get this guy to come down from Howard University to Mm, do it. Why? So, uh, but it was so much fun. I met so many great people. We're still friends today. A lot of us are in L.A., um, with Facebook friends, just a mm. great group of people that I was able to meet and work with. I, I put a bunch of pictures up of us on the Wiz um, on Facebook like maybe a month or so ago, and they were laughing. Those pictures are hilarious. But that rekindled my love. And then I, I ended up producing television in D.C. Then I moved down here because I wanted to create sitcoms because I fell in love with Living Single. Yeah! And it, Living. Living Single reminded me of my favorite show right before Living Single, The Golden Girls. Yeah! Oh! You know, they were like four black young girls. Gold- yeah. Girls. See, I still got and, hopes, Alicia. I yeah. still, I said, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter how old you are. No. I had a couple, no. you know, casting directors on the show, and uh, one of the questions I asked them was, "Is it really? If you're over forty, is it? Can you really still make it?" And they weren't very positive, and I don't feel that that that's uh, necessarily true because I think everybody has a part to play they and do. the golden girls look at them and yeah, I, yeah. I don't everybody needs a mother a grandmother yeah. so you can't be the 18 year old grandmother yeah so everybody right. has a part to play it's just being in the right place at the right time with yeah. the right connection so I'm bringing the golden girls back even if I'm like I'm 65 years old that's it <laughs> they're coming back yeah why can't we do the golden girls the golden on Broadway golden girls on Broadway <laughs> so no the golden girls on ice on ice oh no you want to kill some bitches putting those his, old ass his people replacements on ice. and everything <laughs> happening on that ice. <laughs> they put everything on ice, frozen they, on ice, they everything. Do. Uh, now, what steps did you when you decided? Wh- who was it that you saw, or was it a person that you saw that inspired you to want to be a stand-up comedian? Most people say Roseanne, or who were the old uh, Roseanne Barr? Oh, you well, know what? When person, I was right? in elementary school, my cousin Karen got kicked out of the house because she was sassy. Yeah, and my cousin was nine years older than me so I probably was like six and she was like 15 and she moved in with us yeah and um, she smoked cigarettes. She just did everything. And her mother was extremely neat. Like, you could eat off her mother's floor. Mm. She was exactly the opposite. Yeah. You know, so they just weren't going to get along. And so she moved in. And everything she did and watched, I did and watched. Mm. So I listened to everybody. Millie Jackson. Mm. I listened to, as far as the comics go, I grew up in elementary school on Paula Poundstone, oh, Rita yeah. Rudner, yeah. Judy Tenuta, yeah. Gallagher, um, who else was did Karen watch? Some George Carlin, not a whole lot. I knew an early Arsenio because mm-hmm. she she would watch him. 
Um, just so many great, of course, Richard Pryor. Mm. Um, so I listened to stuff that was nine years ahead of me. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And then, of course, when Eddie Murphy came out later, listening to his stuff. And I always had an affinity for stand-up, but I never saw it as a viable career mm-hmm. option. Because I didn't see it. Oh, Marsha Warfield. Oh, I don't know. We used to watch her. Marsha was one, the, um, the girl on the Richard Pryor roast. Oh. And she was in DC Cab, the black lady in oh, DC yeah, Cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so these are the people I grew up listening to, not realizing I was developing a love for it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until HBO's Def Jam, right out of college, that I saw young black people getting up there, making it just, just cracking your size. What I didn't know was HBO, you could use any language you wanted to. Mm-hmm. When you have no language restrictions, of course you're going to win. It's harder to do those same jokes clean and get that kind of a response. Right. So I'm just like, wow, everybody's so funny. And I've been told my whole life that I'm funny. I'm going to give this a shot. I didn't realize they were preparing material and had been, when they recorded, they had been doing those jokes three, four, five, six years before you saw it. Right. I'm thinking they just got, got up, up there and just started talking. <laughs> hey, because y'all. Because they were good and they, they made, made it, it look, look like so that. easy. Mm-hmm. So I get up on stage with nothing prepared. Hey, y'all. And I crash and burn. <laughs> really? People damn near throwing tomatoes at me. <laughs> I mean, I had, it didn't even dawn on me that I needed, needed jokes. material. I don't know oh. what I thought I was. Was I that arrogant? <laughs> like, I'm just going to, because, I, you know, I was able to make my friends laugh pretty right. easily. Right, But I'm not performing for them. I'm just being right. myself. I get up there with nothing prepared. I mean, the jokes were so bad. I, if I could find that VHS tape, my cousin Karen taped it. And she, that was back in the day where the v, VH, the um, camcorder was, had a big whole VHS yeah, tape yeah, in it. Yeah. <laughs> something yes. was so big you smashed yes. the VHS she had like like a news camera woman <laughs> like she's working for channel right, 7 right. shoulder going out and everything <laughs> but if I could find that VHS tape and that back then used to dress up to do stand yeah. yeah stockings yeah. and yeah. heels yeah. And, a, and, a, and a slip yeah. all had to do stand up <laughs> now now we got on sweatpants our plumbers crack showing <laughs> We have washed our ass, you know, but back then we got it yeah. together. Yeah. You go to the hairdresser before you went you on got stage. your hair did. Had your everything, finger waves, everything. Ah. We all look like Missy yeah. Elliott. Look like uh, Diana Ross in Mahogany with those <laughs> finger waves, right? So now, uh, what, who, who, where did you perform so you elevate yourself. You figure out, I got to write some shit down. So you write it, you practice it. No, I quit. It. I oh, quit. You quit? I didn't realize I had to write something. I just thought I sucked. Oh. So I did like three local Maryland. I did like two in Maryland, one in D.C., and I quit. Oh. And this was like about 1996, somewhere around in 95, 96. So I just, I was like, oh, this isn't for me, you know, whatever. Everything's not for everybody. So I went back to my job. And then I um, moved to L.A. in 1998. And uh, I was producing a talk show. This is the year 2000 at this point. And one of the other producers said she was doing a show that Friday called The Next Big Thing. She's doing two singers, two rappers, two comics. And she's like, and I booked you as one of the two comics. I said, why would you book me? I don't do stand-up anymore. She said, because you're the funniest one in the office. I was like, well... (laughs) That's not hard to be in the funniest one in the office. Right. And so she went, you're booked. So I said, oh, oh hell. So now I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure something out because I can't do what I used yeah. to do and just run up there. Yeah. So I went and got a book. Yeah. Called The Comedy Bible by Judy Carter. Mm. 
And so it showed you how you structure a joke. So I'm like, oh, okay, so this is how you structure it. Because there's a reason why people are laughing. It's not happening. Right. You know, you got to set the thing up so yes. they know what they're supposed to be laughing at. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to have a punchline. Then you can go further with You can tag it and tag it and tag it and tag it. You can keep getting laughs off one punchline. You can get six more laughs. Right. You know, so it's an, it's an art form. And I didn't I didn't take it as an art form. You have to respect everyone's art form. You got to respect film. Yeah. If you're going to be a filmmaker, you have to respect all of it. Directing. If you're going to be a director, Sitcom you can't take any of it. very hard. Sitcom. I just finished my pilot script last night. So now I'm sending it out so I can get notes for a revision but all of this stuff has a structure so once I read the book and I I crafted an act and I went to the Ha Ha Cafe so she might have asked me on Monday Wednesday I asked did you put me up first because you know everybody can go up first sometimes and so I I went up first I just wanted to hear some of this stuff come out of my mouth and it was okay so now Friday was when I had to put it on national television with three judges wow so the judges were Kim Whitley uh, she's on Raising Whitley on OWN right now. Yeah. Uh, it was more than three. A girl named Chocolate from Def Jam, Annie McKnight, and Ellen Cleghorn. Remember the <gasps> show Cleghorn? Oh, she was just on uh, the Food Network, uh, oh, the Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> she made it to the final three. Wow. Yeah, she, she was also on In Living Color, right? Yes, yeah. yes, she was. She was on In Living Color, probably the first season or something. Or was it Saturday Night Live? No, it was Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Live. Live. Okay. That's right. As a matter of fact, they were saying how it had been like 15 years since another black girl was on. I said, what, Ellen? and do to get us canceled <laughs> for 15 years so um so yeah she was a judge and um they gave me good notes back and because they were positive i said okay well i might continue if they had given me negative notes i'd have stopped you'd again. be back at the day job doing yeah. the jokes yeah, it doesn't take <laughs> at lunch hour to make a comic say screw this yeah. you know especially when you're not getting yeah. paid right so because their critiques were positive I, I kept my day job and i worked at night you know doing shows for eight years Wow. And you wrote your own material. Uh, yeah, now, wrote how my own do material. you, how, how, as a comedian, say, you know, someone's thinking, well, you know, I think I'm funny. Uh, you know, well, what do I write about? How do you find what you write about? Well, what I tend to it's do original. is. It's original. Yeah, what I tend to do is if, if, if something makes me laugh, I'll write it down. Mm. It's got to make me laugh first. I've had people try to submit jokes to me and stuff. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't work because it's not my voice. You know, I think it has to originate from me. Like, it'd be one thing if I made enough money and I said, okay, this is what I want to talk about. Can you guys punch this up? Yeah. But to have somebody just give me random stuff, it has to feel like something I'd say or it's got to resonate with me. So, um, so it's, it's hard for anybody else for me to really make somebody else's stuff work. I can start it and then somebody else can help me roll the ball down the hill. Right. But just to submit stuff, it's just, it really has to be your sensibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really understand, uh, how that works because a lot of comedians and talk show hosts, they have people that have writers for them. Like, uh, my friend Brian Kiley, he's been writing for Conan for 19, 20 years. Well, see, that's the beauty of making it. You don't have to do it all by yourself anymore. Yeah, because imagine coming up with funny shit every night. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, you get a team around you when you make it like that. You can't. You know, Leno, I think he had like 20 writers. And see, that's the thing that hurt George Lopez when he had his late night show. He had like six. Yeah. How's the guy with six, six. writers compared with, to the guy with 20, 20 writers? Right. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you know who this is. Now, I have never really 
gotten into late night. I just didn't think they were funny. I'm just so sorry. I never mm. found Leno funny. Letterman well, they was always funny something sometimes. They got to they got to appeal to the Midwest. It's like yeah. but the, the the country is bigger than just yeah. the Midwest. We want to laugh too. Come on. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you. I don't know if you know who this is, but if you don't, I highly recommend that you check him out. His name is Graham Norton. Have you ever heard I've of him? I've heard of Graham Norton. This man was born uh, a, a comedian. He, I, I can't describe it to you, but it comes on the BBC. It's okay. the Graham Norton show. He is the funniest <laughs> late night. He can interview six, seven people at one time and go back and forth. No cards. They give him cards. He doesn't use them. Back and forth because he's a professional. Mm. And he's so funny. You look at him and he can just turn his head and he's funny. Tears rolling down my face. Is he but or is he not funny? Where are you on YouTube? Where are you uh, No, he's uh, BBC. Gra- the Graham BBC. Norton show. show. I'm going to start. I'm going I'm I'm, to DVR it. He, there is no talk show host like this man. And he gets wow. all the top people. He's basing and let me tell you, you I'm gonna pay him, him some attention. See I like those hosts Natural. that are quick like Ellen DeGeneres Sardon- is quick. Yes, he's sardonic, he's wow. witty, he's funny. It's not those corny jokes. Yeah. And he's quick really quick like lightning quick on your ass like like you, a Colbert woo! almost because Colbert oh, no, and better. John Stewart is lightning quick 10 times better oh, that's why I'm telling him. you no, okay. no one like Graham Norton I can't wow. believe I but you know what British down. guys always said like we grew it's up British watching uh, watching Benny Hill oh yeah Remember, they have a different they sensibility chase, the, chase those women around I oh I was crying everybody did yeah yes and then they had a show that I shouldn't have been watching either but my cousin Karen watched it and she was nine years older than me. Remember the ladies' prison show, Prisoner Cell Block Sock H? H? <laughs> Cell Block H. I watched it. I was like, with B. Remember B? B. What are they doing? They were, they were funny <laughs> over there. Funny. And I used to, I don't know if you remember this. This is British. Um, what is it? Uh, up the downstairs. Uh, oh, upstairs, downstairs. Upstairs, downstairs. I I've love British comedy. That. Funny as anything. Me too. Very Me funny. Too. But remember, Sanford and Son came from ah, there. Remember Steptoe and Son that. over there first. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm, I still use that line. It's still funny. I still get a joke out of that one. Uh, now, what is your now you you um what is your absolute dream in life? As far as your career goes, like, what do you aspire to do? Obviously, as a comedian, I would think happy, like, the lead actress on a sitcom show. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I moved out here to write sitcoms for others. Yeah. But then I morphed into a comic, and now I'm writing my own. Oh. So now I'm trying to, like I said, I just finished the first draft yesterday, actually, in the coffee bean. And I sent it around <laughs> to some big writers. Yeah. So they're, they're for punching it up for me for a sitcom. For, for you to be the star of the sitcom. For me to Obviously, be the star. Because right. you got to pioneer your own way. Yeah, you got to bulldoze your own way. You can't be sitting around waiting for nope. things to happen. Nope. There's so many things you can do with yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Y- y- I just bought a damn iPhone 6 Plus. This bitch cost me $1,065. I saved for years for this little fucker. No <laughs> And it was all because Sundance Film Festival, this guy uh, had this film called Tangerine. And everybody's like, wow, did you use a Mysterian to shoot it? A Panasonic? What did you use? Oh, no, no. He reveals at the Sundance Film Festival that he shot this that won every award on an iPhone. Well, of course, you know, Apple went crazy and now they're 
you know, helping them out. But I bought this phone <laughs> to, because I'm going to shoot my own shit. You can't, yeah, you know. Yeah, that, that's what I have right here. You, you can, and you, yeah. it is beautiful. It, you can get some great footage. I just shot a music video, shot mu- a music video and directed it. Uh, and uh, for a friend of mine uh, who was performing in Milan in Switzerland. Yeah. And I ended up booking two clients from that to, to direct two new music videos. But uh, so you can yeah. take that, Alicia, and you can just do your own, right? Yeah, you can just- I just, I did, uh, I, I have my YouTube channel. Oh, everybody, oh, go you? to my YouTube channel, by the way. Is it Alicia Cooper? Funny, Alicia yep, Cooper? it's my name. I'm putting up some funny political stuff. We're in a political season. Yeah. But I was going to show you. I did my own. I woke up one morning just pissed off with uh, Ben Carson. Yeah. And because sometimes I have a camera guy come over. He's sound and camera. And he's great and looking professional. I couldn't wait. So I got up that morning, turned my own camera to myself, and did my own video yes. in bed. Yes. And like you said, it looks good, sounds yeah. good. What do you got to wait There's for? There's no Why excuse. should we pay all this money for this phone and yes. not get the best out of it? Yes. I tell you, I'm going to get some use out of that $1,065. If I have to hire some 16-year-old Vietnamese boys, put them in a fig leaf, and bring them over to the house while Albert's at work, I'm going to say perform, <laughs> little bitches, because I need to do something with this phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And who's your service? Who's your company? Your uh, cell service? Uh, Verizon. We just oh, switched Verizon from Sprint because he has been complaining for 20 years. Yeah. That yeah. Sprint, Verizon and anything, AT&T, so. you can get a signal on the sun. Yeah. yeah. We so. really. We, but they're more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are. put a big uh, down payment on the phone. Okay. So Albert, if you're going to talk, please, you got to talk in there. Because Albert's here, everybody. Yeah. So Alicia is on YouTube. Go to YouTube, and I'm going to watch this after the show. Uh, <laughs> check Alicia out. But you got lots of stuff going on. So you wrote the sitcom. What yes. you're, you got a show coming up Friday, 20, uh, November oh, 20th. Yes, Tell us about yes, that. Yes, yes, Everybody, um, where is that show promoted? It's not promoted on my website well there's a website ice house yeah icehousecomedy.com yes yeah if you go to ice uh, thank you priscilla because mm-hmm. my brain is gone if you I go to icehousecomedy.com uh you can buy the tickets in advance mm-hmm. it's uh the day after thanksgiving at 7 30 and 9 30 and if you use the promo code coop the first four letters of my last name c-o-o-p you will save five dollars per ticket yes but you have to order in advance it's not right. going to be good like a couple of days before the show but it's good now the day after thanksgiving ice house in pasadena stage two 7.30 and 9.30, IceHouseComedy.com. And it's a, it's a live CD taping. Now, live why, why, CD is taping. It, why is it a live CD taping? What are you doing? Well, um, this is my fourth CD. The last CD I taped was probably like three or four years ago. It was called, um, it was right after Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. It was called Alicia Unchained. Right. So it's time for some new material. I have friends, that, I have a Pandora station. So I have friends that listen to my stuff. They got to hear the same old stuff. It's time mm. for some new clips on right. satellite radio. Oh, yeah. You know, is that what you're doing? You're putting well, your the, yeah the live this CD is for this. right. It, what it does is you put you submit your CD to iTunes and all those places and the uh, CD baby and you submit it to the satellite stations and they play your clips. It'll come up. It'll say Alicia Cooper. It'll say this this one is called Alicia with a Y because everybody misspells my name right. And um, it'll play the clips and you'll see it on your satellite radio. Really? Yeah. So it starts with a CD. It starts with MP3s. And you just submit it. You just do it. You can do it yourself. You is there like a yourself. main website? 
website or do you go to well each i go to cd baby and they do the rest really yeah because i mean they, they you can get these companies to do your cd but then they want to keep like 80 yeah. percent of the proceeds yeah. and it's more work to do it yourself right. but i'd prefer to do it myself wow see that you just learned something aspiring comedians yeah so you do got yourself. you got the 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 show coming out on yes. uh friday november 27th you just did your finished it what else you got going on you got i'm doing what? i'm writing the script for my one woman show oh so is, yeah so. how, how long is that gonna be a 45 minute it'll show? probably be about an hour all right and yeah. when um you're just writing it so just how long will it take it. you to so, so this will be like the new year that you'll yeah I'm, i want to have that script done by february okay yeah so that's my that's my time frame for that one i had to put it down to do the sitcom yeah but now i'm picking it back up after i finish the sitcom now you obviously you were on last comic standing one of my favorite shows ever <laughs> what has happened as a result of you being on there because i tell you honestly i'm not just saying this people i think alicia was one of the funniest she should have gone to that i'm still i'm annoyed and i better not run into roseanne because i'm gonna say what were you what were you like what were you thinking because this woman was funny that damn cat woman no offense but you know you're crazy you know what is going on that shit was from the 50s that was like stuff you did in the 40s 50s and 60s i don't even know how she ended up and that's just my personal opinion alicia should have been in that semi-final and not nothing against the the man who won god bless him love him and you're doing your thing but i love me some dominique yes i yes, loved I her love but it should have been you too. and dominique well so you know they have the formula it's got to be one this one mm. that one you know one damn noah's ark had two of everything <laughs> You know, but it's this weird, wacky formula that they have that has nothing to do with the, um, uh, you know, the integrity yeah. of the art form. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, they're casting and they're throwing a, b- a bunch of balls in the air because when they do the tour, they want one of everybody to come out. Like, you know, instead of just if you just put the funniest people, everybody come out anyway. See, I didn't even know that there was a last comic standing tour. I didn't even know. I know America's Got Talent does the tour and American yeah. Idol does the tour. I did yeah. not know. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going on right now? Now? Yes, do, going on right is, now until like I think maybe a week or two before Christmas. But what do do they pick like the, the last ten? Oh, only the top only five. The See, top they should five. do the top ten like they do for mm. American Idol. Yeah, I mean, what can yeah. you do with five? You should have yeah. ten. Is yeah. it working with five? Is that how they've been doing it since? Um, the beginning? I guess. I mean, they have a budget and they probably only want to pay five. Uh, and where do yeah. they tour? Where do they go? I think they might have the tour schedule on the NBC website or something. That's the five minute countdown, by oh, the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. What the hell's that That's shit flushing a toilet <laughs> so what what has happened to you since uh, america's got t- i mean america last comic standing well i mean Were nothing there- happened as a result of doing that show because they didn't show me that often yeah so I can't say that I, I garnered anything from doing it but you know I just continue to plug away I have I mean I can say the credit but I just continue to plug away and take everything one day at a time and just hope that at some point my number will come up in a major way yeah you were funny mm-hmm. and do, do, did you have complete control of your what you did on that show as far well, as well I mean jokes? you got to pick your set yeah I mean you, you picked your set and you submitted it yeah and you had to submit it and get it approved because I know at the towards the end what is her name the the African-American lady with the curly hair, she came on and she was critiquing him or helping him. You, you know, know, Wanda Sykes? You know, yeah, Wanda Yeah, Sykes. Wanda 
Wanda is one of the executive producers. So, yeah, they brought her on to I do see. your mentor. You have to go okay. sit with her and tell her what jokes you want to do. And she says, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe you might want to reconsider that. Yeah. You know, she's and then funny. You go out and she's do funny. I take yeah. her advice. I don't know what was up with that guy. I don't know. One of those judges. <laughs> I was like, what? How oh, Norm slow McDonald. is he going to talk? Norm McDonald. He has a huge following. He made me want to do crack. I'm like, I've never done it before, <laughs> but I need to speed things up around here. I would just feel like forward through. I'm like, just like, I can't hear. I mean, I respect all of that. Like, I thought, uh, what's his name? Not Roseanne, the uh, other judge. Keenan. Um, Keenan. He gave yeah. really good oh, advice. Oh, Keenan is a, yeah, he's, he's, he's major. He's, but he's you know, major. it's hard to, to give advice to M and have it be original. I would think yeah. as a judge, that's really, really hard yeah. to say something original. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Roseanne was really nice. Actually, all three of them were pretty nice um, to me. You know, I didn't feel any kind of venom. Yeah. And uh, even the host, Anthony Jesselnik, his job was really not to engage. Yeah. But just to keep it going. I've and, never you know, seen him before, ever. Yeah, they've before been blowing him up for a while. He was, uh, they put him on the Comedy Central roast. I don't get him. I, I've never seen him before. And when he started doing all those vanity jokes, I thought, is he, <laughs> did somebody write that for him or did he write it itself? I couldn't figure it out. But he's not my cup of tea. But um, I thought that the judges gave very good advice this, mm-hmm. this year compared to they the did. other years. They and uh, who who have you run into any of the prior comics that were on America's Got, uh, uh, Last Comic Standing, like the Vietnamese guy or that really big no. guy that won a couple years back? What happened to them? So... They're not on the tour. They're not on out there on the circuit anymore. Because I don't see. Oh, did, oh, wait a minute. Wasn't Amy Schumer on? She was. I think she's, she's in the top huge. five. Yeah, she's huge. Okay, so she's probably yeah, the most successful. Her cousin, successful. her uncle is Chuck Schumer, the the politician out of New York City. I didn't know that. Charles Schumer. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, she yeah. just uh, uh, one of our guests, little Evan Brinkman, was in her movie Trainwreck. Oh, okay. And he said How she's a do it at the box office. I have no idea. Yeah. He said that uh, she's hmm. just a lovely person, okay, really nice, really nice person, really yeah. great. So, what are uh, what is your advice for any? Now, I'm going to say two two young and old. Okay. What is your advice for young people starting out? And then, what is your advice for older people who have never done comedy, but they said, "You know what? I'm going to leave my husband. I am kicking his ass to the curb or her, and I'm going to go out and pursue my dream." They're going through their midlife crisis. So, what's your advice? What do they do? Um, for the young person, my advice would be: make sure you have a career outside of this to fall back on, because you don't want to be old and relying on this, this industry as your only source of income. That's right. Because you get a career yeah. first that you can go back to right. if this thing doesn't work out. Right. For the um, older people, I would say make sure you have a pension in place right. and then you can really be funny then. That's right. Because your bills are paid and right. you enjoy it. It's just like a hobby or something to do to get out of the house. Right. You can Uber to and from. Yeah! And uh, that's what I would say to the older person. You need to write some jokes about Uber. (laughs) Nobody's doing enough Uber jokes. I was thinking about that the other day. I want to hear some more Uber jokes. Well, what I love when I turn on the TV, see the Uber violence. Did you see that man box the man's ears, the Uber driver? What? 
bitch. He had this drunk guy in Newport Beach taking him home, and the guy was so drunk. I mean, he's falling all over the back of the car. He can't tell the man where he's supposed to be taking him to. So the man pulls up and was like, you got to go, buddy. Time's up. What? They got to get You got to go. And then, luckily, the guy had twisted the camera because he had both of them clearly on. This guy started Ronda Rousey in his ass in the backseat. <laughs> Oh, you so boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Luckily, the driver was able to get his pepper spray. Because that was the only thing that saved him. Because he'd have been in the hospital beside Rhonda. He was boxing his ears. Tearing him up. I oh. mean, he was hitting him like Mayweather. And I'm oh. sorry. It looked so fun. I didn't mean to laugh, but it looked oh. hilarious. Oh. And so, uh, what was so, it? What did they tape it? Yeah, he, oh, the he had a, he has a the, Uber oh. guy had his, his car because he said he had already been a victim of some <laughs> other pageant. But I was like, they're not paying enough for me to be getting my behind whooped every night. Oh, God. But, um, but he said the guy was drunk, so he knew it was going south. <laughs> and this guy tore him up. So the guy, they put it all over everything. So the guy was a Taco Bell man, uh, like district manager, something. Uh, uh, he was had like an office job for Taco Bell. Yeah. He's fired from that. The guy that bought his ears he lost his job <laughs> then the guy who got his ears boxed is suing for emotional distress and injuries i'm like go on down and take your suing? ass home. you are fine he's suing because oh, he no. can't sleep I- <laughs> i'm like well that video helped me get to sleep because that was oh, la- i laughed so hard i fall asleep i gotta he see need to that. watch that video it's and laugh on put him to sleep. it's on everything down. we gotta yeah, Uber choose, driver. Uber driver. Ear gets ears get boxed. <laughs> oh God! See, there's some material there. Yes. You gotta write that up. Yeah, for your Uber show. driver is suing. You need to sue Uber. <laughs> oh my God! I got tears <laughs> coming in out of my eyes. Well, you know, you gotta be some kind of crazy to be up in Uber <laughs> in the first place because you know you take your life in your own hands. They do not protect you. They're like you're on your own. What they need to do for Uber drivers is what they do for cab drivers. They need to let you drive your car up to the Uber <laughs> office and get a partition. <laughs> Everybody, need, they give you a cell phone, but they need to get, no, keep your phone. I use mine. Give me a damn partition. <laughs> I need some pepper spray. I need, I need some, a partition. I need a damn, I need a skunk up in here sitting in the passenger seat because I... <laughs> That is good. If you can't afford a bodyguard, get your ass a skunk. Because all you do is point their little ass at them. They're not going to hurt you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I am so looking forward. I wish I could come to your show Friday, November 27th. I already committed to the timeshare play. But you've got lots of stuff coming up. Do you put it on your website, AliciaCooper.com? How do we know where you're going to be? I, I should. You know what? I think it is on my calendar. Yeah, check out the oh. calendar on my website. That's, All right. But you're on yeah. Facebook. Do you post yeah, your I'm stuff? Yeah, I'm on Facebook um, under my name, and I post all my stuff. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And if anything, go to her YouTube channel. Oh, She's follow on me on Twitter at Alicia Cooper. I tweet everything. Oh, do you? Do you do some jokes? You give us some jokes on Twitter? Um, not not really, because uh. there's too many comics on there trying to snatch oh, a joke before like, you can tell it. Oh, that's right. See, we didn't even talk about the secrecy involved because you know you gotta you gotta hold that shit up under your breast right yeah, yeah, you're at yeah. the commies or you lay it down someone will steal your shit i heard yeah, i don't know yeah, they'll but... try to remix it they'll take your stuff and try to put that uh, little twist on it because i had a guy just do me like that last week 
They so. steal your material and then yeah. and then they and then they oh god yeah. oh you have a hard life Alicia it you got to carry your own skunk life. hold your hold your own skunk yeah I got to carry my own partition. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Alicia Cooper, hysterical woman, and we are going to uh, follow her now, are we not? AliciaCooper.com. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter. She's on Instagram. And go to YouTube, and you can see her right now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Question Reality. Say goodbye to your fans. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona, right here on LA Talk Radio.